0: A BIG FED IS BIG GOVERNMENT BY DAVID MALPASS One of the most important functions of constitutional government is to limit the government's power and guide it in useful directions, not for self-aggrandizement. Another is to facilitate sound money, which is at the core of free markets and property rights, central tenets of the rule of law, and the ability of a country to attract investment. This is why the current monetary and regulatory regime's wild excesses are so egregious. The first article of the U.S. Constitution vests in Congress the power, quote, to coin money, regulate the value thereof and of foreign coin, and fix the standard of weights and measures, end quote. Thus, as they created the nation's laws, the Founding Fathers believed that sound money was as important a foundation for economic growth and law as the length of the foot or the weight of the ounce is for consistency in measurement, and that Congress should be responsible for it. The centrality of these monetary issues dates from 1215, when the Magna Carta codified the concept of individual liberty by limiting the powers of England's king. The document was filled with clauses restraining the king's tax and spending powers and defining the monetary and banking relationships between the king and his subjects. Three articles of the Magna Carta are devoted to reversing the expansion of King John's forestry interests. It created a 40-day commission, made up of 12 knights per county, to abolish any of the king's forestry taxes and duties deemed unfair, offering to the king only that he be informed first. This historical background is relevant as we enter the seventh year of an uncontrolled government expansion. To force interest rates toward zero, the government has imposed thousands of regulations controlling the amount of credit and guiding it toward large borrowers, especially government itself, at the expense of small borrowers and savers. Global fines levied on the financial system by government agents have reached $200 billion and will probably climb much higher. Without clear authorization, the government, through the Federal Reserve, has incurred $2.6 trillion in uncollateralized interest-paying liabilities to banks in order to fund the Fed's purchases of high-priced government debt. The Magna Carta explicitly limited the burden of current debt on future generations. That's protection we've lost as the government blithely passes the burden of trillions of dollars of debt, compound interest, and hard-to-maintain assets from one generation to the next. The Fed has now decided to hold on to its investment portfolio for years, perhaps decades, funding it primarily with short-term bank debt on which the Fed, meaning taxpayers, will pay interest that could top $100 billion. As for the depth of the hole the Fed has dug, remember that President Reagan pushed hard for asset sales in the 1980s, but he lost to big government. Only a few billion dollars in assets were sold, the equivalent in King John's era of the government giving up a large meadow. Interest Rates Below Zero Europe is fully engaged in the same battles. Its strongest institution is the European Central Bank, which by law has only one prime objective, price stability. However, under extreme pressure from Europe's over-indebted governments, the ECB has launched a trillion euro expansion of its assets and debt, pretending that this will revive Europe's moribund economy. The ECB's dramatic expansion plan creates two divisive problems that are splitting Europe. When it borrows from banks, the ECB is charging a negative interest rate instead of paying interest to banks as the Federal Reserve does. This pits cash-rich banks in Northern Europe, the ones that will be required to maintain expensive deposits at the ECB, against weaker banks in Southern Europe. The ECB's October stress tests of banks highlighted southern Europe's weakness and this deep north-south divide. The bigger problem is philosophical. Frugality is embedded in Germany's constitution and psyche. It's a strong rudder that guides the ECB, but may split it from profligate European governments. The growth solution is for governments to downsize and for the Federal Reserve to relent. It's been allocating capital in the wrong direction toward bigness, causing income inequality, distorting markets around the world.